Hi. Hey. What's up, guys? That was so you could respond to your, oh. like, <laughs> into your headphones. I'm so tired. Me too. Um, it's been a tough week. It really has. Yeah. It's been a lot. We apologize. Yes. We do. Um, we, yeah, we apologize for not being here on Tuesday. That was my fault. No worries. Caitlin was really tired and I had stuff to do, so it worked out nice. Yeah, it did work out nicely. Um, as always, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are entirely our own and do not reflect the views and opinions of the Church of (laughs) Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints or Brigham Young University with which it affiliates. So a little bit of a falter there, but pick yourself right up. Yeah, through at the end, right? You got it. Um, so we're going to, we, I know we said we were going to talk about more chapters today, but it's not going to happen. We didn't have something to read. There's um, only one copy of this book at the library, which is a travesty. Yes, I know. Um, but maybe we should get a copy. I'd be cool with buying one. Yeah. Because we like the author. She's nice. Errand for this week. And <laughs> because that's the only time I'm going to be able to leave the library. <laughs> oh my gosh. Last night was insane because... Um, I had to finish editing like this piece for Criterion mm-hmm. that I've been working on, and of course I like left it to the last minute, and like the final copy edits were due at midnight. Got it turned in at eleven fifty nine. Um, and then I had to do reading for my creative writing class today, and then write a piece. Luckily, it was like a five hundred word oh, okay. minimum, so I, like I knocked it out pretty quickly. Nice. Um. And then I had, like, a novel to read <laughs> for my... The entire thing? Yeah, it was only, like, 133 pages. What novel is this? Whirligig. It's the one that I Instagrammed. Oh, yeah. Was it terrible? I hated it mm. so much. What book is this for? Um, my literature for adolescence class. Oh, okay. And I always thought that I liked young adult literature And a you're lot. like, no, actually, I hate this. Actually... I hate, yeah, I hate it so much. And maybe it's just the things that he's chosen for us to talk about in class, like the books that are the required ones mm-hmm. that are in our syllabus. Maybe those are the ones that I hate. And mostly I think I hate them because I'm so, so tired of like whiny teenage boys who are like, nobody gets me and I'm like such an outcast. And, um, like, there was this t- I'm just so different and I can't handle it. <laughs> there was this uh, Tumblr post the other day that I saw that was like, and the title was like the plot of every like American movie and I think this works for a novel. It's like, hi, I'm John. I'm an average high schooler. Nobody really likes me. I'm not very popular and I have very nondescript features. And then the camera like pans over to the popular table. That's Ashley. I've been in love with her since the second grade. She's beautiful, but she doesn't know who I am. Pans back to their table. This is me and my group of all white straight buddies. And we're going to screw things over in time for prom. Uh, (laughs) It's like, how accurate is that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And Another girl, like, dies in this book, which is very mm. John Green, like, looking for Alaska. Like, I mean, lots of other... Dude, why does everybody die all well, the time? I mean, Poe does say that, like, there's nothing more tragic and sad than, like, the death of a beautiful woman. This is true. However, The like, death of a beautiful man, though. Right? I Like, no men... Paul Walker, rest Here's in Here's the peace. thing. No, like, rarely do men die in books, and rarely are women born. Because if you look at books and TV shows... They're always giving birth to a little boy. It's never a girl. Interesting. Like, it's very, very few times when it's like they have a baby girl. 
On Gilmore Girls, there are a couple girls. Yes. Sherry has Gigi. Mm-hmm. Suki has Martha. Yeah. Yeah. But she had a boy first. Uh huh. So yeah. Um, I am just tired of like girls with so much potential having to die so that like <laughs> the teenage boy can have meaning in his life. <sighs> I'm like, but she had already found her, so there was like nothing left for her what, to do. Like, <laughs> what more? Like how? <laughs> I don't think there could be any like more of like an objective objectification of women than like that. Like the, their ultimate purpose is giving birth and then dying. Well, yeah. In in this book that I just read, it was like her purpose was to die so that he could like find himself, and that's not okay to me. That makes her an object. Yeah, and, like, that's not fair. That's not saying that like teenagers don't do stu- do stupid things and that teenager teenage girls with lots of potential don't die. Yeah, but it's like that always being like the catalyst for like a man like growing as a person Mm -hmm. which I argued in class today that he did not yeah and my professor was a little bit like oh you don't think so and but like every I feel like every YA novel either follows along the line of dystopian future um fantasy or like we have an emotional relationship where one of us dies at the end like there's like nothing I don't know maybe that's why I'm kind of obsessed with Rainbow Rowell's books like, nobody... I, it's just... Fangirl is way more about the sisters than about her relationship with Because, like, boys. Levi comes in, like, yeah. right at the very end, but he's written into a way that's very authentic. I love Levi. Like, yeah. we all wish we could have a Levi in our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. I thought I did for a hot second, but I don't <sighs> think I do. Yeah. I don't have anybody in my life. And then I saw an article title the other day that said, like, being lonely... Uh, decreases your life expectancy by 14%. So it's like, not only am I going to die alone, I'm going to die alone faster. That's <laughs> like, awesome. Oh, Madeline, I'll hang out um, with you forever. Please do. Um, I'm going to be so lonely when you leave. <laughs> no, but Brooke can be here with you or something. Oh, yes, Brooke can be my buddy. I love awesome. Brooke. Yeah. All right. We watched the new Jane the Virgin last night. Okay, I finally finished on Netflix. I'm like ready to start the second season. And I'm like, out of my mind that, that show is so good right? i seriously if you guys are looking for like a good feminist feel-good show like jane the virgin oh hells yeah she is so great like the way that who gina rodriguez is that her name okay uh-huh. so she plays the main character jane and honestly like i love the way she plays her like she is so emotional and like Funny. yes like i don't know and not emotional in like the girly sense where i like cry about every little thing but like her decisions are real and like what she's feeling is real mm-hmm. and it's awesome i love it yeah, it's, so, <laughs> it's good. so good the second episode is pretty fantastic yeah. too of the second season we just watched okay. it last night okay kesha guest stars However, she doesn't like sing, so I'm like, what's the point? Why you gotta be all like that, Kesha? Yeah, I need some Your Love Is My Drug, which is like one of my favorite songs ever. Kesha was like my junior year of high school, like, that was like our go-to party jam. (laughs) If you guys listen to any song- my first junior year of college. Yes. First Um, of many. Yeah, if you guys ever listen to a song by Kesha, I suggest Dinosaur. Have you ever heard that one? I think I have. I don't know why. That one just like really speaks to me on an emotional level. <laughs> I'm kidding. That <laughs> the song is ridiculous, so that's why it's my favorite. So yeah. A lot of her things are ridiculous. It's great. I love her. Slash glitter, which I know. I like glitter in theory. I used to be a big like glitter wearer when I was younger. Yeah. Like major glitter <laughs> eyeshadow when I was cool in like the early 2000s. Oh yeah. Like 
like disco ball on my eyelids. Glitter is the herpes of arts and crafts. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once it sticks to you, it never goes never away. I also really enjoyed the Bath and Body Works roll-on <gasps> body glitter. I totally had that. Yeah. It was good stuff. And, and it smelled good. It and smelled it was sparkly. Good. And it was kind of sticky, but in a nice kind of way. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I just think penis jokes are funny. What? I just think penis jokes are funny. They're always funny. I'm sorry. Because penises are funny. Yeah. Dude, genitalia in in general is just like weird. Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. Weird is it? Um, I saw like a Tumblr post or I don't know, BuzzFeed something, but it was um, like telling kids to like paint candlelight or like a candle like flame and they all looked like vaginas. It's amazing. All right, you guys, we're going to get into chapter three of The Bishop's Wife, and we're going to talk about it fast Mm -hmm. because we have 25 more minutes. We have lots of stuff to do. I have three midterms this week, guys. Yeah, I'm dying. Harry Potter party tonight, which I'm kind of like too tired for. It's my third year, and I'm kind of over it. I'm just like crying on the inside that I didn't live in your ward this year. I I totally should have. But But oh well, it's cool. Apparently, we're using blue smoke because I'm in Ravenclaw for like an our entrance that's amazing yeah and we're making it like rave in class so yes. house music that's amazing um basically i just want to like school everybody and the trivia and then like get out that's the only thing i'm good for yeah i i can't play quidditch no i can't oh one t- one year we did like a really good like one of the oh the heads up game for defense against the dark arts oh. that doesn't make sen- any sense that's and funny. i dominate that yeah game. Like, I'm so do you good. look at people's shoes is that how you do it what do you mean? heads up seven up no, 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 no. It's like the the iPad. Like oh, the heads up. He- yes. I, we play that in line when we go to Disneyland. Oh. So we yeah, did the Disney themed ones. Right. Not that we're never we're never going to Disneyland again because like That's tickets so are expensive. hella expensive. It cost, So originally we used to get like year long year round passes and our for each person in our family was 250 bucks. And now it's like over 800 yeah. <laughs> per person. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. Can't happen. Sometime soon, Disneyland. But my sister works at Disneyland. <sighs> Did she get it? No, she doesn't work at Disneyland. She works for Disney, so she can get us into Disneyland. That's so nice. Yeah. So jealous. So, in theory, it hasn't happened yet. So, But it will someday. It will. It will. I just have to be on Megan's good side forever, which is so hard. <laughs> I love you. But. We all have yeah. sisters like Megan. I have a Georgia, and I love her to death. Right. Now, this will, this will be a good way to know if, like, Megan still listens to the podcast. Because she'll let you know. Because she'll let me know. Megan. I heart you kind of. No, I do. I really, really love you. You're so much fun when you choose to be. <laughs> you just like keep adding these qualifiers. You just need to like stop. No, it's I like, really. It's like Jean Ralphio's raps. Yes. <laughs> you just like need to finish on the rhyme. Right. My sister is one of the coolest people I know, and that is like legitimately like. When true. Caitlin says you're cool, you're cool. Well, I don't know. I think she would say that when she says someone's cool, they're cool. And she wouldn't say I'm cool. Which, whatever. I'm cool with that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so tired. Okay, so chapter three is like uh, our first church block with Mm -hmm. our gal pal Linda, who's Mm -hmm. the bishop's wife. Remember that Jared came over and his wife, Carrie, had left him. They have a little daughter named Kelly. Mm -hmm. And 
last chapter was the wedding in church with the really steady president's daughter who's not getting married in the temple. It was a big deal. Yep. So that's where we are so far. So she's talking about how her bishop, her bishop, her bishop slash husband. He is her bishop. <laughs> yes. Goes to church early. Um, and where are my notes? Oh, this is on chapter one. Okay. She talks about how there's this one elder, this one brother in the ward who's in the ward, but not really in the ward. He yeah. lives in another area. Right. But he comes to their ward because he has beef with um, like issues with people in the other ward. And I've seen that happen several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More so, I think, in singles wards than other wards. Oh. Um, it's happened in my home ward. Yeah. I just know, like, they're pushing currently right now for singles to stay in the wards where they are where they live, mm-hmm. which has been kind of hard for me because I don't love my BYU ward, but I'm doing my best. My singles branch back home is kind of sad. Yeah. Like, really sad. Everybody, like, moves to Arizona to get married and, like, my sister is like everybody in at, in Gilbert is like so beautiful and wants to get married, and then you move here and everybody here in Utah is ugly and still wants to get married. I was like, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. like she's looking for this mecca of singles wards where everybody is beautiful and everybody wants to date her, and I was like, you're not going to find that. <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah, my it's been ideal a struggle. singles ward. Is Maybe not I, going to the singles ward. Sorry, no. that's my ideal singles ward. Um, no, I've joked with my friends that I don't know if I mentioned it on here before that like I'm just waiting for my future husband to get divorced, <laughs> which is a terrible thing to say. Um, but like we were talking about this at my family with my family the other day, and I was like, I would be fine marrying oh. someone who's divorced. And my sister's like, What? I can't believe that. She's like, That's fine, whatever. If you're like divorced, but like I just like want to marry someone and just like have kids, it's just like our kids and our family. And I was like. Who cares? Georgia. Like, it's not that big of a deal. I was no. like. Um, and, like, I obviously, like, don't have anybody specific in mind, but I just, like, have always been more comfortable with older guys. Which is cool. You know? Respect. And, and I, um, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the bimbo that you married when you were 21. Yeah. And then, like, we can hang out forever. Come for a real woman. You know? I'll take care of you. Stop. Oh, my gosh. I listened to this uh, episode on This American Life about vocal fry, and I totally have it. If you guys don't know anything about vocal fry, I'm not going to tell you about it because you will stop listening to this podcast. Oh, gross. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So this brother in the ward um, had issues with people in other words, and his real ward. And it's because he's a stickler for historical fact. And I'm just going to read this paragraph so we can chat about it. Mm-hmm. He said, um, this did not always go over well in gospel doctrine classes, which were designed to give people a warm feeling about the church and perhaps a bit of a kick in the pants to work harder and stop criticizing so much. But Brother Rhodes had a PhD in history and he could not bear inaccuracy. When polygamy came up, he had to explain every date in detail, every bad story about Joseph Smith that had been told, and what he thought was likely or unlikely about it. A number of ward members found these kinds of frank discussions about the founder and greatest prophet of Mormonism unsettling. How do you feel about, like, frank discussions about Joseph Smith, like, in church meetings? Um, I have mixed feelings about it. Um, first off, I think that gospel doctrine in my experience hasn't necessarily been to like give you warm fuzzies about the church or at least like, 
um in my ward over the summer we've had really good gospel doctrine teachers and my mom has been a gospel doctrine teacher like three times and they like do an important job of like incorporating history alongside what's happening in the scriptures that we're telling especially when it comes to the new the old and new testament um and then also like asking some tough questions which i think is is good um as for joseph smith i i believe that he's a prophet of god and i but i also acknowledge that he was a man and like men naturally have faults Um, But my mom had an experience in Relief Society where um, this woman was giving a lesson and I don't know if the woman giving a lesson said this or just somebody else, but she's like, I think we should just like stop talking about the Joseph Smith story so much. Like, that's the reason people don't like it is because it's like, like our church because it's crazy. Like, we just shouldn't focus on Joseph Smith that much. And my mom like wanted to like raise her hand and say something, but she didn't. So she just like kind of quietly stepped out. My mom was like, I have a testimony of Joseph Smith and to like entirely discredit his like spiritual account because it sounds weird to people who aren't inside our church is ridiculous and our bishop actually came up to her and like asked what was going on and my mom explained and our bishop was like maybe you just don't have enough faith and so to your mom mm -hmm, yeah and like maybe you thought that like you're the problem not the person who like said this about joseph smith in class and so it's just like this weird thing and like the bishop like checked with other people in the relief society class to see that like what my mom was telling the truth and like four people backed up her story and he never apologized and it's just like so i don't know it's just like so these like frank discussions about people offering their opinions i think are welcome but at the same time you need to do it with delicacy or with tact um, the grittier, like the nitty gritty details about Joseph Smith are hard because they are so weird, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think the first vision story is something that we should shy away from because that's what our whole church is based on. If you think about it, every religious founding story is ridiculous. Like the idea that a girl who was 14 and never had sex suddenly became impregnated with a baby. And like the fact that she was born, like is a virgin is like a huge deal. Like that's freaking weird. Mm-hmm. And the idea that Muhammad like took a magic carpet ride to go and like look over all of like, or be taught by the angel and stuff like that. Like, that that's weird too. So it's like, all these religious origin stories are ridiculous. Oh, so seriously, seriously. And they're um, supposed to be like they're supposed to be fantastic and like because they're not from this world. Like naturally, they're gonna be right. a little odd. Right. So, um, fun st- story. Went in my second area on my mission. I had only been like in the field for four weeks, and then I had this weird transfer. But um, I was with a companion who I ended up being with for like four months. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny. She was from Otavalo, Ecuador. She was, um, she's great. I'm not Arellano. And she, it was like this unspoken thing. We never talked about it with each other. But when we were teaching the first lesson, it always seems like we were in a competition to see, like, where our timing could finish so that, like, we could be the ones, like, or I could be the one or she could be the one reciting like the first vision Mm -hmm. because it's a really like powerful moment of the lesson oh it's beautiful and um it's like the most fun part to do and like Mm -hmm. spiritual blah 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 blah. and so like I started like noticing that she would like try and like talk enough so where she could do it you know Mm -hmm. because like you kind of have like the natural like but yeah she was trying to like it's no but we were both doing yeah trying to like edge each other out Mm -hmm. like it's like you know like pushing each other through the door so you could like get there first yeah so funny like looking back and I would get like so annoyed I'm like I'm new I barely speak Spanish but I have that thing memorized yeah but let me say let it me, <laughs> let me do it. actually my Spanish is pretty good like not gonna <laughs> lie but um so yeah like that I mean it was meaningful to us to the point where we like 
silently fought about it. Like <laughs> in conversation, we were like playing tug of war. Yeah. Like with the first vision story. Oh, missions are but so I, weird. But I think it's okay to acknowledge the fact that like Joseph Smith, there are parts of his history that are odd. Like right. to completely discount right. them is ridiculous. Like the marrying teenage girls. Yeah. And, and the church has come out and like acknowledge that and explain some reasons why, but also acknowledge the fact that like we don't we really don't know. know why. And for right now, it's okay. Like yeah. just leave it be. <laughs> and uh, this is another weird one that the Book of Mormon was translated out of a hat. Yes, the seer yeah. stone. And the fact I heard like a big deal is that like Joseph Smith wasn't wearing his garments at the time of his... Um, his death. His Yeah, his martyrdom. So... I almost um, said assassination. I, I don't know. It's not really an assassination. I have a friend, and I don't, like, agree with this, but he thinks – well, I don't agree with this completely, but it's I, – I can see where he's coming from. He thinks that garments should only be for, like, temple worship. Hmm. But – I don't really know how like, garments worked back reminder, then. Yeah. You know? Like, a constant reminder. Yeah. Um, I just think they're comfy, <laughs> and when you don't have thigh gap, they're really nice. <laughs> I'm, like, really excited about not having to wear, like, Spanx anymore. <laughs> the job rub. <laughs> oh, goodness. Seriously. Yeah. Um. So that's why garments are cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the Joseph Smith story. Joseph Smith story. <laughs> so, yeah, it is it is a little uncomfortable, though, because some people whose faith is weaker or who have, like, an idealized view of, like, certain things might not want to hear them, mm-hmm. you know? But Your testimony has to be made of stronger stuff than that. Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, if there, there's always going to be that one person in the ward, let them say what they're going to say. Yeah. If people have questions, let them question, mm-hmm. let them deal with it and let them like yeah. come to grips. If they never know the weird stuff, then I don't know. I feel like sometimes like, I don't know, my testimony, I just have to like, I just feel like it goes through the ringer like all the time. Like I'm constantly mm-hmm. having to like work through things. Yeah. I'm like, why is it this hard? Like, why can't I just be believing all the time? And one of the things that my bishop in this ward, he's, like, really big on my change of heart. And, like, the big thing is, like, choosing to believe. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me. Like, I have to know. I have to, like, pray. I have to feel it. Because I can't just choose to believe. Yeah. Because I could choose to believe anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, like, that's not compelling enough for me. Yeah. For me, I think it's... um what was I gonna say like totally lost my train of thought it's okay yeah yeah I don't know anyway um so she and her husband are talking about this brother in the ward who says all these things um and the son oh like oh she says like I think a lot of people just turn a blind eye to the problems in the church and Samuel, who's her son, says, might get flagged in church for expressing these views, but at home I didn't mind questions. I believe strongly that God wants us to learn and make our own decisions about our lives. Amen. Right. And she said, turning a blind, blind eye can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. I agree. I don't really believe in, like, blind obedience or blind faith. Christ himself warns against blind faith. I think, like, Matthew 7, 7, like, blind leading the blind, like, you end up falling into a pit. Yeah. So. Um, Actually, I heard something really interesting that, like, we talk about how our church was founded on someone asking a question and we're like, no, our church was founded on someone following a commandment from God to ask questions. Right. Cause like in James one five, it says like, if you lack wisdom, ask God, like ask questions. I was like, there you have it in the let, scriptures. Let <laughs> him ask of God. We have masculine pronouns. Yes. Cause it's the scriptures. Uh, 
Yep. And Let her ask of God. And because women don't exist. There's no women in the Bible. Like yeah. none. Actually, Ruth was really a man. Just like playing as a woman. Oh. <laughs> like Shakespeare plays. <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Um, yeah. You can only ask certain questions and when they're approved by the Lord. I don't know. I don't know. I ask questions all the time and I don't get answers, but I feel better. Just, for a time and yeah. then I have to ask again and or I have okay. to like just move on um oh my testimony <laughs> <laughs> um oh one cool thing about Linda the bishop's wife and like her relationship with him um her her son's talking to her about how like he was a little bit worried about um his dad being called as the bishop and like what it would have how it would affect his mom mm-hmm. um, because they're so different and he didn't want like his dad like reprimanding or like saying that his mom was wrong in like front of everybody mm-hmm. because they have like a lot of differing opinions yeah um and she's like you mean i'm like that all the times he's already done that and i'm like your your husband should not be like telling you you're wrong no but um just thinking about how he had argued in front of the kids over politics kurt had voted for both bushes I had voted for Clinton and Obama and even for John Kerry. And at one point, Kurt had tried to tell me that my cooking wasn't good enough for his cholesterol, which I hadn't appreciated at all. <laughs> I like her so much. Me too. Um, we have a Democrat in here. What Yay! Up? For diversity. Regardless of your political views, you should be grateful that there are different people than yourself. <laughs> right. Right. Because both parties are very imperfect. Dude, both are terrible. They're terrible. I hate everybody in all of them <laughs> i have decided that i like well i mean I, I don't know how recently but like i really just don't like politics at all Mm-mm. um unless they're fictionalized if it's on tv if it's scandal i, love, I follow those politics like I nothing love else politics i haven't seen scandal yet but I'm all about west the swing wing, all about veep mm-hmm. and my date with the president's daughter <laughs> i love that movie it's Hamilton. so good yeah I love yeah. fake politics or fictionalized politics or historical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we talked about how much we love the mother-son relationship between Linda and Samuel. Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, calls people idiots who, like, think that she's, like, super conservative and that she's, like, subservient <laughs> and all these things. Yeah. Um, the, and then Linda said, they turn out to make waves. And then her son goes, and you do a good job of it. It lets you see things that dad doesn't. You understand people in so many ways. You don't judge them. Yeah. It was very cute. And she said that she teared up a little and he got embarrassed. So he like put his stuff away. <laughs> um, which I thought was really sweet. And I, I love those kind of parenting talks. You don't see them a lot in Mm-mm. literature or, or in, in film. film. Like, let's talk about real stuff. Like, mom, let's talk about you. Yeah. You know? Um, super good and then oh top of 25 they mention oh she goes they go to church and she's in relief society and the the lesson is on the priesthood um and so she's like thinking in her head about this guy who the historian in their ward who would love um she's like i was sure he had lists of women who had been ordained to various offices of the priesthood in the old days of the church or women who hadn't been ordained but had nonetheless called on the priesthood power from God to give blessings of healing, even using the holy consecrated oils that their husbands had left behind. I think this is a really fascinating um, claim. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen, like, the proof, but I also haven't, like, really looked it out. Yeah. Looked, searched it out. So, because I've heard it from so many different people, I'm sure that there are sources. Yeah. 
but um, it's a really interesting concept that women were ordained in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I believe that women are equal and will have equal authority mm-hmm. at some point. Maybe not here. I don't want to talk about it, but <laughs> um, but the fact that like these things happen, I wish they weren't secret. I wish you didn't have to like uncover them so much you yeah know what i mean um because i mean like before blacks were ordained to the priesthood in justice mm-hmm. Smith's time and then it was you know that was taken away so i'm wondering if it's the same thing with women yeah but again i don't have the sources Mm-mm. to back it up so because she put it in the book and because i assume that like there's it's possible there yeah. are sources out there we have six minutes we're gonna blow through this mm-hmm um oh there's a reference to um uh family planning do you want to talk about that this is like something i'm really passionate about even though i have no family of my own Mm -hmm. so the man of the wife who went missing jared Mm -hmm. says there is no reason to put off having children he's saying this in like a sunday school lesson there is no reason to put off having children not for financial reasons or for emotional ones We'll get to both of those. God will bless you if you follow his commandments. We need to rely on him more to support us through whatever difficulties may come as we obey his every word. Okay. So, I believe that God blesses you when you follow the commandments, even though you may not understand why you're obeying those commandments. That being said, I also believe that God gave you a brain, and that means you're supposed to use it when making decisions. God does not tell you specifically how many children you're supposed to have, when you're supposed to have them, and what methods you go to plan your family. Actually, it turns out that pretty much every prophet before President Hinckley insinuated, but didn't necessarily come right out and say it, that birth control was evil. But President Hinckley actually came out and said, like, we as a church should not be telling people how many kids to have or what to do when they're in the bedroom. Like, that's not our responsibility. So, um, I think it's really dangerous, first off, to put off, to, like, have a baby if you can't provide for it. Because if, like, parents are stewards of these spirits that come to earth, and if you aren't ready for it, like, you're not doing your job. Also, having a baby is a really big deal, emotionally. It turns out that a lot of marriages actually take a downturn when a baby comes, because it, like, throws everything for a loop. So, you do need to make sure that your relationship is emotionally stable before you have kids. Like, it'll make a big difference in the long term. Also, don't have a kid if you're thinking about getting divorced. Having a kid will not keep you together. So, also, family planning is between you, your husband, and God. So, neither one of you gets to make the ultimate decision, but the female has a little bit more say because it's her body. So, I would advise everybody to take my dad's approach, which would be like, Amy, which is my mom's name, you just tell me when you're ready. You're the one that has to carry it for nine months, so I'll be here whenever you want me to be. And that was that. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> so Love it. Yeah. Um, and rant. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I completely agree. There are some days where I think, like, it'd be fun to have a lot of kids. And by a lot, I mean, like, three. <laughs> right. 
And then other days where I'm like, get the child away from me. No. My sister went babysitting the other day and she was like, there were like four kids and they all wanted to eat dinner and they all wanted different things. And then they like one was like playing in the playroom and the other one wanted a bath. I'm like, I can't do it. And I was like, Georgia, you welcome to parenthood. Stop talking about how great being a mom is by following all these idiot Instagrams. Like, this is what real life is. And I was like, also, you're welcome. Free birth control is babysitting children. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Seriously. I got so sick of babysitting. Yeah. So sick. I'm it. done. Yep. Um, so, and then it ends with um, testimony meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she talks about how she, like, there's the, the kids whispering. Like, yes. older kids whispering testimonies into younger kids' ears. Mm-hmm. And how she doesn't like that. Yeah. Um, but then Kelly, who's Jared's daughter. Mm-hmm the one whose wife left him she gets up and she says um she says i'm thankful for my daddy and my grandpa and i'm thankful that my mommy is my mommy forever and that she will love me forever and that god will make us be together forever amen and then linda goes i muttered an amen not sure if that was agreement or simply relief that kelly was on her way back to her father's place in the congregation kurt closed the meeting and we sang god be with you till we meet again so obviously foreshadowing that like something is seriously wrong with whatever happened to Carrie. Right. So, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know, like, what's exactly mm-hmm. going on. But something sinister is approaching. Uh, something wicked this way comes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is Jared. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Um, my stomach is <laughs> so sorry. We like you all very much. Thank you for listening. Again, email us or comment on the blog. Talk to us in real life if you know who we are. are. Yes. <laughs> um, and we will respond and we'll address like your points and mm-hmm. all of those things. There is far too little fighting going on <laughs> on our blog. Right. right. <laughs> As my creative writing teacher would say. So, Okay. We're going to peace out. Have a happy weekend, guys. I'm going to go to Hogwarts tonight. Jealous. See you later.